Right. Um, I like that you're representing milk bread. Yeah, day one. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Find Your Summit podcast. I, as always, am Brian. And I, as always, am Leah. <laughs> Thank God. It's so easy to remember each other. Um, as, you, as you just pointed out, yeah, I'm wearing my milk bread hat. Um, for ah. Most of you who listen to this on um, audio, you have no idea what I look like. But for our thousands of YouTube followers, um, I am wearing a milk bread hat because our friends, the Kindreds, are opening um, a new restaurant called Milk Bread today, of which we were the coffee provider. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I saw that we have a few of our leadership team over there enjoying some uh, coffee and some breakfast. Um, yeah, it, uh, I went there last night for dinner and took my kids. Nice. It was it was great. Yeah. Um, do you ever get to, I, I just, you sent me the link for this podcast and I said, ah, with an exclamation point, do you ever get nervous before we podcast? Yes. <laughs> okay. So this is funny because I know nerves is one of the things we want to talk about today, but like yeah. the like 10 minutes leading up to the podcast today, I had like a little bit of butterflies in my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no. Because it's been like a, like a year <laughs> of us podcasting, but for whatever reason, it is one of those things where I'm like, oh, what if, what if there's like awkward silence? I know. Or I don't know. I... Like, what if, I don't know, we like hit a wall. <laughs> it's like, it's like performance anxiety. It's like. <laughs> Um, but, yeah. And like yesterday during the, um, like Instagram reels webinar I was watching, yeah. one of the things that they talked about was like, what are some obstacles that you all experience? And the panel was like being camera shy, like, like for whatever reason, that's, you know, some of us are really nervous about it. And they were talking about like trying to find the balance of cr- creating content where it's like, you're in the camera versus like not on the camera, but it's like, now it it's kind of unavoidable. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking about this because I, I told you yesterday that I am terrifically self-conscious about yeah. um, the images. Like we did headshots yesterday and, yeah. um, but I, I feel very comfortable in video um, in a way that I don't with photo, which I think That's is so interesting. It, yeah. Like I have no problem like going on Instagram lives or doing yeah. this or yeah. doing reels. I, for some reason, still photos. And I think, I think it's still photos where I have to pose and look at the camera is what gives me tremendous anxiety where it's like, (laughs) cause I think it's the one time in your life where you're like supposed to look, it's like, you're trying to like present your best self for a one-time image where video it's like, it is what you look like. And you generally know what you look like, but photos is like, Oh my God. Like, is that how I really look? Yeah. And I heard you say when you were getting your headshot taken yesterday, it's like, um like personality and like with video it's really easy to tell someone's right. personality because they're being you know who they are whereas with photo it's like so hard like it's more complicated and so you're just like I want to appear like I am really energetic and happy right. so but how do I do that <laughs> and I, I I was just I when I was getting dressed this morning I was thinking I was joking because I wore this sweatshirt last time we did a podcast and I was like <laughs> I was like, I kind of, I was like, I kind of want a new headshot today. And then I was like, maybe I should have like a series of headshots that I use for like yesterday. Yeah. I, yesterday I had a beard today. I don't like I'm wearing a hat. Like, I feel like I should have a series of different the headshots. Mini, based on The many phases. Of Brian. Well, yeah. I also love um, the idea of us doing like, you know, a traditional headshot, but then also like one that is way more like down to earth, not <laughs> as, like, you know, professional, right. but you know, something you, to show yeah. 
Do you remember that thing that people were doing on social media a year or two ago where you had like four different images? It was like my LinkedIn picture, my Instagram yes. picture, my TikTok picture, my, my, my Twitter, my yeah. LinkedIn. Right. I was like, I feel like I feel like I have my LinkedIn picture and then I have yes. my like my this is Instagram. Like Instagram. Okay. This is it's my no, this is my podcast outfit. This is your podcast outfit. Um yeah, I don't. So, you know, I think a lot of people and I and I can relate to this and it was how I felt growing up was um, I was always super self-conscious about how I sounded. Yeah. And I think maybe I've just listened to myself talk so much now that it doesn't <laughs> impact me anymore. But yeah. when we talked about the camera shyness or mm-hmm. um, being anxious to see how you look in pictures, I for me, yeah. it used to be audio. Like, how do I sound? Yeah. Um, but now it's totally not that. Yeah. I, yeah, I hated listening to my own voice. <laughs> That's why I never volunteered to do any like voiceover or yeah. like commercial or anything like that, because it's like, I just can't get used to the sound of my own voice. It's just like, I will listen when I edit our podcast. I'm like, oh my God, why, is-. why is this? Like, what is it? Do you think it's like, um, our egos? I mean, and it's not like a problem, but I think everyone, cause I think everyone struggles with, um, some aspect of self criticism but what do you think it is like I don't know I think it's like I think it's probably a combination of um like maybe some like self-confidence or yeah like again it's just not something like before you know last year I never thought I would be on a podcast and so it's like here I am a year in and I edit them and sometimes I also my problem is like if I listen to a podcast, you know, when I'm editing, yeah. I'm just like, I could have said that differently yeah. <laughs> or I could have said more. And so I think it's probably like the criticism, you know, like when you go back and like listen to old podcast episodes and be like, oh, I could have like changed something. So I think yeah. it's just like maybe having like that self-reflection of being like, oh, I could have done something different. Yeah. And I think now when I go into podcast episodes or just anything in general, I feel like I overthink it. And so it doesn't like help me as much Yeah. <laughs> because I'm so self-aware of I'm going to be well, listening to this later. Well, now you're staring at yourself talking too. You're like, yeah, I, I'm just like this is the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's like, it's so voyeuristic in a way. You're like, I'm watching my performative art happen live in person. Yeah. Like I, you know, I was, uh, I famously have a theater background and like, even when you're performing, you're not watching yourself perform. You're just like, and I feel like that is maybe one of the challenges It's like with photos and with this sort of stuff is, you know, that there's, you know, you're going to see it or hear it or whatever pretty soon thereafter. Yeah. And it's again, like it's being aware that other people are going to be seeing this too. <laughs> it's performance anxiety. I keep yeah. going back to that. It's like you get you get nerve you get nervous on the day of you know yeah. a performance. But, but I do think like now versus when we first started a year ago, there is like that buildup of self confidence and like yeah, I think it's also being like I do know what I'm talking about and like. And that's, you know, and I think that's like where the confidence part comes right. in. I mean, it's funny. I, I was thinking about that because it is almost exactly a year and yeah. um, you weren't even supposed to be on the podcast. I was going to no. go to the studio and <laughs> I, I think I, I wasn't, I like, I was the podcast host. Yeah. You, um, it was going to be you um, interviewing interview. people. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I, it'd actually be, and then like the morning of, I was like, it would be nice to get on the microphone and have some rapport. Yeah. Uh, to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. And it was either going to be me or Dora. <laughs> yeah. And I chose you. Um, so you, you did mention to me a couple of days ago and I, on Monday and I was, um, we were talking about this magazine that we're trying to get across that I asked you how you were feeling. Cause I, you know, we've worked uh, enough and that I tend, I, I know when you're feeling something, um, you know, I don't always know what the feeling is, but I think, um, so I asked you what you were feeling. I said, you are feeling, and then drew a blank line. Um, um, and one of the things you said was nervous. And I, I, I want to dig into that specifically to what you were feeling on Monday, but also like just the general idea about nerves at work and where they come from and, um, yeah. how can you deal with it and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I think people deal with nervousness like differently um, just because. Why were you nervous? Well, I was nervous because with this winter issue quarterly, which um, if you're listening and not familiar, it's our find your summit quarterly issue that we do on a quarterly basis. Um, But we don't. But we right. don't. It's, it's, our, it's our quarterly. We do <laughs> the intention. I'm set, I'm setting out the intention. Um, but it's a um, it's an issue compiled of stories of Summit Coffee and just like what are that are aligned with our brand. So without being said, it's something that we it's a piece of material that we like to have at Outdoor Retailer, which we're going to next week. And it's something like physical that people can learn more about us. So we had submitted the quarterly through an online printer. And when I submitted the document, it said that the project was on hold. And I was like, this is not, I'm going to blame Mercury Retrograde, but you know, I'm just not going to blame it. So I did see on your schedule, there was like, call you printing. And I was like, that's I was like, something must have happened. Yeah. So because on the weekends, they don't have customer service. And so Mm -hmm. that's when I was like, should have submitted this on Friday. But anyways, so I waited until Monday morning, 8 a.m. I like went online. I was like, okay, this is still on hold. And it was like, please call us. So I called them. And the first time I called them, they were like, none of our customer service, like tentatives are available. Nobody's available. And I was like, is it too early? Like, is no one in yet? <laughs> Come on. So then I went on the live chat and I got a hold of someone and we went around in circles of like page numbers. And they were like, you need to add two more pages, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I will add a spread of this picture that I really like of, of Kate and Olivia, not a yeah. problem. And they were like, great, we'll just go ahead and resubmit. And I was like, perfect fix. Like, this is just yeah. not a problem at all. Like submit. So then I was like, relieved not nervous anymore it was going to come on time and then of course we went back into the process of the project was on hold and I was like this is weird so the second time around it was way more complex to the point where we weren't going to get the pro like we probably weren't going to get it on time right. and they were trying to get me to redesign the entire like the page you know to fit whatever size that they had on their records but this is when it was like you know, just making sure that like your website fits what it is that you're ordering. Um, so we went around in circles for so long and ultimately I was just like, at the end of the day, they're trying to charge me 300 more dollars just to change the page size to the size that I had already ordered. And I, at one point, Joe actually ended up calling them (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) Because I was getting so frustrated and he was like, let me get the phone number. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and like, make sure that it's canceled for you. Cause they wouldn't let me cancel it. They were like, no. And I was like, just, just redesign it. You know, we'll resubmit the invoice. I'm like, no, I'm not paying. No, we're not doing that. So then that's when I reached out to Brian and I was like, Hey, by the way, (laughs) I don't think we're going to have these. So, so what, but what about, okay. So obviously I understand like the, Oh no, but like, what about the specific feeling of being nervous? Like, what were you nervous that was going to happen? Well, I was nervous that we weren't going to get like the material in hand by the right meeting meeting deadlines, meeting deadlines. So is it like, do you feel like it's, is is it a self-disappointment nervousness? Is it fear of letting me down? Is it fear like not doing your job? Like what? It's all, it's all of it. It's like knowing that I like, First, I went to the whole, like, did I mess up? And, like, triple checking behind my steps to make sure that I, you know, that I wasn't in the wrong. And then it was, how am I going to communicate this to Brian? (laughs) And then it was, is there anything else I can do? So, like, of course, immediately I was like, I need to go ahead and communicate this. Like, what what's happened? And then go into, like, what are the next options? And the great thing, like, like is that I think when something like this happens, leaning into people like who are also really good at problem solving and like being able to ask for that help and being okay with like, it doesn't mean like you did anything necessarily wrong. It's just like, there's always a solution. And I think sometimes when I get into like that nervousness, I'm like, what if I messed up so much like <laughs> that there's no solution to this? Right. Right. And Brian's going to be so mad. And Brian's going to be disappointed. I, <laughs> disappointed. Disappointment. Oh, the yes. One thing we've talked about this before. Yes. But it's, it's the one thing that I just cannot, like I could not live with myself. It's such a, it's such a parental feeling. Like it it's is. tied to like, it, yeah. I feel like disappointment is tied to like somebody who, uh, has expectations for you that you're not meeting and therefore you're failing that person. It's like, yeah. yeah. Whether that's like yourself, like if you set expectations for yourself and then not only are you getting this, like the disappointment from yourself, but then it's also like when you have a team that like is relying on you for something, you know, to be done. Yeah. And then you have to go around and be like, Hey, like this is kind of an issue right now. So sorry. It's just like that fear of being like, they're yeah. going to be so disappointed in me. <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember, and my mom listens to this podcast religiously, but I remember yeah. once, um, I think I was in college mm-hmm. when I did something and, and that's not the point of the story, but she, <laughs> I said, are you mad? And she uh-huh. said, no, I'm just disappointed. And I was of like, course. I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, can you please be mad? Like, <laughs> I think because with anger like I feel like that specific emotion it 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 goes pretty quickly whereas yeah. disappointment I feel like it's like a lingering it's like a character flaw it's like yeah it's like wow, I can't count on Leah it's like you have these expectations and I didn't meet them and <laughs> but right but I mean but if you break it down further like so I mean you weren't actually at a point where you were like I'm nervous Right. So you was more like, I am nervous that I'm going to let somebody down. Not like, oh, shoot, I'm going to lose my job. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. not like that level of fear. Oh, no. right. <laughs> I would hope I would not lose my job. No, right. No, right. I mean, 
uh, yes, I mean, no, I just wanted to like, yeah, is there, but are, from a workplace standpoint, are there things that you think you can do or that, you know, I can do and not, and it doesn't need about you it need to be about you and me, but in general, like to help create a culture where that feeling doesn't exist or do you feel like that's just inherent to workplace relationships and wanting to like fulfill you know what you're set at what you set out to do I mean I think like granted I'm just going based on my personal experiences and right. various workplaces but I do feel like it's just an an emotion that a lot of people feel and yeah. I think that a big part of alleviating that feeling or kind of bringing up that if you're having like being able to speak up when you need help and also Mm -hmm. essentially saying like this is a safe space of being like hey um if you're like hitting a wall on something like better to speak up quicker than it is to just like let it totally and like no one's gonna be you know no one's gonna be upset like because I think everyone regardless of what department like everyone experiences some sort of like problem where it's like you're a little bit stuck and you're trying to figure out what the best solution is and I think being knowing that there's a team available to help you work through it right it's like a big big part of that totally and I I think that right because like you said you open it up and then you have two people or three people or a whole department or other departments trying to find a solution. And if ultimately, and that's where ego comes into play too. We talked about like our image, but I think if you are approaching it from, I really want this to get done as it is supposed to get done, then I feel like you're, it's easier to be selfless and to say, okay, I need help getting this done for the betterment of the company. Yeah versus if it's like totally tied to your own performance and you're like holy crap I need to figure out how to get this done then you're often missing an opportunity to Mm -hmm. plug into somebody who might be able to bring a fresh perspective like yeah you're so you were so in the quicksand of it and you're like getting sucked down and frustrated and like you know like psychologically it's really hard to think clearly when you're in that headspace so like (laughs) lob it to somebody else and be like yeah. You know, it's like, it's like when you edit the quarterly too, once you read it six times, it's like, I need a fresh set of eyes on this. Like I'm going to yeah. breeze past everything. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, like, again, like being able to speak up and know that it's okay. Um, that you have like a team behind you because ultimately the ultimately, like we all have the same goal. Like we right. all want to, whether it's like a specific project or just like in general, like we, as a, for example, our marketing team, like we know that we want to have like this marketing material. Like we know that we want to have like certain things at OR um, so that it's a great time for the people who are there and um, communicate with our brand. Mm -hmm. So like knowing that and knowing that, Hey, there's like some, some sort of problem that might, you know, prevent us from like getting this specific material. It's like, well, you and I, and like, we have the same goal. So it's like, why wouldn't I speak up and be asked for right. something? But I, but I, I think you're underselling the uniqueness of that. And I don't know if it's like super rare, but I do yeah. think there's a certain amount of people and personalities, especially at work mm-hmm. that, that are more individually driven to say, I need to be impressive. I need to yeah. achieve. And not to say that this comes meaning you'll never feel that way, but I do believe that there are people that 
approach work. Like I am trying to get ahead. I'm trying to do this. Yeah. I'm trying to be the best I can be. And so I can't like yeah. be vulnerable. Like, I think it yeah. goes back to like, and I do think asking for help is a big part of vulnerability. It's like, oh, yeah, I recognize this is something I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, I'm having a hard time doing it. I can't do it. I don't have enough time. Yeah. Like I can't, I don't have the skills. I don't, you know, I had a, a problem I don't know how to overcome. Yeah. But I think that takes a certain amount of like humility to be vulnerable enough to ask for help that I don't think everybody has in a workplace. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, I think it took, it took me a while to know, to understand that asking for help doesn't mean that I'm doing a bad job. Yeah. Like, because for the longest, I mean, for the longest time in other workplaces, like I felt like, you know, I do have responsibilities. I do have projects that I am, you know, directing or, you know, in charge of. And so ultimately I'm going to try and do them myself first. Right. And if I can't, or if I'm struggling with it, then it's like, I have to be okay with being like, Hey, like I need additional guidance or I need some right. more, like I need another, you know, creative mind to get me started. Yeah. Um, whether it's like a creative blockage. Right. And I think for a long time, like I felt like, Oh gosh, if I can't think of like some sort of like creative campaign, then right. I'm not doing my job. Right. Um, and if I'm not doing my job then like, <laughs> right. But I, I would, and I would venture to say that like, in terms of campaigns, your job is to create them. Sure. But it is also to make sure they're being created. And so if that means you're putting ideas, you're asking questions and people are giving you ideas, then you're still doing the same thing. Right. Like, yeah. um, and, and I do think that this is an indication of success. And I think it is, you know, candidly on your end and on summit's end it's like in order for this to work in a relationship where a company is working correctly through challenges and trying to achieve a lot it requires selflessness and humility from an employee to say look i understand the bigger picture and how i fit in Mm -hmm. and then but it also requires a workplace that is receptive to that like and i remember we had a former employee evan who even five years ago Mm -hmm. was saying like what is the one thing you feel about summit that you think most of our employees would benefit from hearing and he was like it's okay to screw up yeah that like I think so many people are crippled and you know whether that's like again personal feeling of disappointment and the fear of that or pre-existing work energy where it's like I've worked at a place where this wasn't okay but I think like that is the one yeah (laughs) right and that's the one message I think that we could probably reiterate time and time again is like it's okay to screw up yeah and I would say like from someone who has come from a workplace where it was like it wasn't always like that. It is a bit of a change of mindset when you step into a company that is so open to being like, Hey, it's okay. If you mess up, like, you know, like that's just what happens as a growing company. Like you're just going to test things and things don't work out. Um, it's a little bit different because you're just like, wait, is this is actually okay. And it's not going to cost me my job. So it's like learning that skill of being like, of asking for help and, you know, kind of overcoming that fear of like, of, you know, again, disappointment. And I feel like perfection gets in the way of progress, right? Because I came from a background too, where it was like, if you made a mistake and I was a journalist, but even like before something got published, like in editing, if you missed an error or whatever, you got like yelled at and like paper slammed on your desk. (laughs) But But I feel like what that did was it instilled a culture where, people yeah. were unwilling to try new things because 
because inherently trying things is going to result in trying things that don't work and screwing up. And so the place that I worked was like on a, you know, hamster wheel. It was like, you do the same thing over and over and over again. And so when I became an entrepreneur and a leader of a company, I wanted to create a workplace. And, and I wouldn't say that I've always done that well, but I do think that is an imperative thing. If you're trying to grow a company, you need people to try things because otherwise you're not making progress. And if you mean, if you demand that people try things, yeah. then you also need to give them room to screw up. Yeah. Exactly. And, not even, and this isn't even, but also that like to get rid of the term screwing up, because that's not how we look at it either. It's like, right. Yeah. It's, it's just part like, of the job. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And I think it's just, I, like you said, not looking at it as like a screw up, but more of just like, okay, more possibly maybe it's more of an opportunity. And then right. that's you're, like, you're printing a magazine. Like you yeah. have no experience printing a magazine. Like what, you know, if I was like, how did you not understand how to print this magazine flawlessly and on time? Like, it's yeah. not like, it's not like I hired you from a magazine and like counted on you to do this. It was like, right. this seems like a fun project and you seem like you're capable of doing it. So let's figure it out together. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's why I say like, it's more of like an opportunity. It's like, Hey, like now I've acquired this new skill of laying out a magazine, writing a magazine, and then also like going to print and it's, you know, continue to be in the learning experience but now it's like we know that we're capable of doing it and so let's you know add that to something that we want to continue to do for our brand yeah one thing I told Dora years ago when she was struggling with sort of this mm-hmm. um fear of messing up or performance anxiety I was like do you realize that I have screwed up more than anyone in this company and like I've screwed up epically like <laughs> and, so, and it's something to remember and like obviously I can't fire myself but like right I have I opened a cafe in 2018 that was a terrible idea mm-hmm. like you know I've hired people that were not a good fit and like yeah. those are like in the grand scheme of summit and the money we spend and the energy we put into things and the PR of like putting things in the world like yeah you know it is I've screwed up so royally and we've lost money on these things and like wasted our time and gone down paths that we didn't go down and hurt our image yeah. But like, you know, we, the, we, the day goes on, like, you know, and it's like, yeah. um, you know, I think it's awesome that we all take our work so seriously and we all care so much, but like, yeah, hopefully, and maybe it's requires more storytelling. I once wrote an article for Breeze to magazine on failure. It was basically like, Hey, like, yeah. you know, I fail, everybody yeah. fails. And like, yeah. Uh, but I do think that uh, we're going to continue to, you know, try things that don't work. And again, I, I almost um, will try to not use the word fail because I don't think that's failing. I think that's, right. it's part of growing. Right. And I think what you said, like you, we just care, like, and I think that mm-hmm. is like the shared, um, you know, goal or like, that's just the shared feeling that we all have as a team. It's like, we just care. And like, yeah, you know, and I think that's like big in terms of like any sort of project that we do or any sort of like thing that might be stressful. It's like, it's clear that to me, like we just care about what we do and like, we're going to try things and see if they work. Um, And that's what I told you when we talked about social media a few weeks ago, it's like, ultimately, like, let's set some goals, whatever you want to do and like, just try to do it and then see how it goes. And yeah. um, And I think when it comes down to like our cafes too, I, ultimately, like, I just want to try things and I don't want to try things recklessly, but like, right. You know, I think people do have feel stuck in the idea of like, 
I can't make a wrong move. And so they decide not to act instead. And it's like, right. you know, going back to last week's thing about inertia, it's like, well, I understand how to exist in this place that I'm in. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here versus gosh, you know, progress is somewhere out here. I don't know where it is, but like, you know, I need to dive in to figure out how to get there. And I yeah. think that's it. And ultimately like, the thing we can continue to do and me as a leader and you as you know, you continue to be a leader in our marketing department is to try to set that tone, mm-hmm. you know, for each other and for people that, you know, yeah. listen to the podcast or that you work with interns that we hire, whoever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Maybe that should be one of our core values. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's okay to screw up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it's, I really feel like that's a huge part of our, brand well and I also you know when you talk about people who um are in their positions and they kind of see like opportunity like up here um but they have like that underlining fear of like oh but I don't want to like take you know take a chance to um possibly make a wrong move yeah I think it's really about overcoming that fear and Mm -hmm. like what what do you have to do for yourself to overcome that fear yeah and I think you so just, is, and, it, is it acquiring new skills, like, right. you, like taking online classes? Is it, you know, like, you know, just kind of like thinking through of like, what are the first steps that I can take that it will help alleviate that fear within myself to take those chances? You know, perhaps it could even just be like a conversation with your, like with your leadership team. but Or by yourself, like that's yeah. just exactly what you were just doing is exactly the advice I would give, which is mm-hmm. ask questions. If you start by saying, what do I need to do to be better prepared to do this? Or yeah. what if we tried this? Or why do we use this vendor or this software? Whatever it is, like it yeah. all starts with asking questions. It's like, yeah. again, of yourself, of your leadership, of your coworkers. Like, I think that's ultimately, yeah. Um, and a lot of things you'll have a reason for. And some of these are like, I don't know. We yeah. just, you know, we always do, we always have done it this way. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of the fear that we have in terms of like taking chances, it might just stem from lack of, you know, asking those questions. Yeah. So it's like, the more you ask those questions, the more you gain like a clarity of like, oh, like now the picture is becoming clearer. And now that fear isn't like really existing there anymore because I have more information and I'm able to kind of make the decision based on that now. Yeah. I think like, then you kind of like feed that confidence of being like, great. I know I have the answers to these questions. And I know, you know, what courses we can take, what I need to do personally, if like there's a new skill or something that I need Mm -hmm. to find out more about. And then you either go and learn that skill, try it. And then it's like, again, just kind of like feeding that confidence to take more steps towards, you know, opportunities that maybe seem scary. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, well, great. Well, I'm glad that the quarterly is showing up next week and I appreciate you <laughs> letting me is gonna get there. <laughs> and I appreciate you telling me that it was a problem because yeah. I, I am a, uh, when given the opportunity, I'm a good problem solver. And so yes. you let me, you also let me tap into one of my skills. You're like challenge accepted. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, uh, well, let's, um, maybe we'll do one of these from Denver next week. We'll both be in yeah. Denver this time next week, but Yes. And we'll find a time to do this. So um, hope everybody has a great week at home and follow along um, on all of our social media to see all the cool things we're doing in Denver next week. We'll probably tease out some of the quarterly content. Yeah. Um, And also email us podcast at summitcoffee.com. We'd love to hear from you.
Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye.